0: 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 13 will be our reading, if you want to go ahead and find it this morning. um, We'll continue uh, our series on the Holy Spirit, and this morning's title is simply Spiritual Gifts. The Gifts of the Holy Spirit, they are listed in three different passages, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and Ephesians 4. Um, These three lists are not identical. However, if you combine the list um, that you find, uh, you'll find 19 different gifts that are given to the children of God and their offices um, uh, given to them by the Spirit of God. I do not think Paul was attempting in this passage to exhaust the subject matter um, in any of these passages, and nor should we assume that these lists are all inclusive, because we find numerous additional gifts and talents in other passages of Scripture. Um, In these three direct passages, though, it was the topic, and that's why he put those lists there. (coughs) What we do find in those three passages um, is the reasoning as to why that these gifts are given and what these gifts are given for. Paul tells us in these three different places that members of the local church are one body. One body and that each, or that really, not just members of a local church, but the Christian people are one body uh, as a whole. And the body that each believer is a living part of the body of Christ, and each believer has a gift or gifts to be used for the building up of the body and for the perfecting of other members. That doesn't give you a right to go around beating people over the head with your Bible. But your spiritual gift is an uplifting when it's being used as the body of Christ. We, in fact, belong to each other. (laughs) I mean... I'm a body. I have all these different working, moving parts. That's a picture of what Paul is trying to show us in the Scripture when he speaks about the body. And you don't go around cutting your nose off, my grandma used to say, to spite your face. So it's a picture of unity. You may squabble with your family, but you are still... A family of believers. There's a relationship within these four walls and within the membership or ownership of the people of this church. There's a relationship to other believers. And with gifts, we minister to each other and are essential to the spiritual growth and the building of the kingdom. That's why we're here. That's why we meet on Sunday mornings. It is the main reason that I believe every Christian should be a member slash an owner of a local church. You say, what do you mean by owner? I, I, I use the term owner simply because members have rights and owners have responsibilities. We think you are responsible as a member or an owner of this church to exhibit your spiritual gift within the local church and throughout the community discipleship flows through the local church and please understand i'm all about building the kingdom i met this past wednesday evening with a with a with a group of individuals that are pulling out of their conference or their denomination and had a lengthy conversation with them about what that looks like post that happening and and willing to be involved and help them in any way we can um, because we believe what they're doing is the right thing. So I'm about building the kingdom. However, I believe that is done through the local church. The local church. And let me say this to those of you that say, well, I, you know, uh, I don't need to attend church to be a good Christian. A step away from the local church is your first step away from God. It's just that simple. A step away from the local church is the, your first step away from God. You are correct. You don't... you. <laughs> But let me let me say something. You don't know more than God does. And God has stated that you are a member of a body and we need to be here for each other to function at full capacity. It is why you need to attend and why you need to be involved fulfilling your Your God-given spiritual gifts. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I'll read 1 through 13. It's long, but it's all connected together. It says, now concerning spiritual gifts. He's talking about them directly. I do not want you to be ignorant. That's pretty strong language. Because there was trouble within the church at Corinth about what this was. What was taking place. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these (laughs) dumb idols. Wow. However, you were led. the, The leadership of the church was dragging you out. You were led, therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse. Listen to what he's saying was going on there. (laughs) And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences in ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities in activities, but the same God who works all in all. But, and listen closely, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. Why? For the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to other the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. You say, well, what's the difference between wisdom and knowledge? Knowledge is, I know I'm supposed to change oil in my car every so often. Wisdom is, I follow through and do that. That's <laughs> it's what Paul's saying. There's a difference. You can... You can know everything there is to know about this, but if you don't follow through and live it and do it and practice it, you don't have wisdom, you just have knowledge. And knowledge without application is an abortion. You're just aborting it, you're you're not using it. To some wisdom, to some knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, works of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually, not as your mama and papa or the pastor or the deacon wills, but as God wills. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also it is with Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body. That's not talking about water baptism. That is talking about the indwelling of the Holy Ghost that comes to live inside of you. You were baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, dot, dot, dot. Spiritual gifts. We are in a relationship here is what Paul is telling us. We are a family, and I would be lying to you this morning if it didn't if I didn't if if I said it didn't bother me when someone just gets up and walks away. It's like we've severed a finger. It's like we've amputated a leg. Everyone's gift is important in this church. There's none that that what you do around here, even if it's just come and show your smiling face of encouragement, it's important. I told Brother Dave this morning, it's good to see him. He's been having trouble with with, with his sheep and he's, having to babysit him. I said, man, I I have to go get my own water, and it's sometimes hot. You know why? Because that's something he takes care of for me every week. He makes sure I have a cold water. That doesn't seem like very much to you, but that's important to me, especially when I start hacking and coughing my head off up here. And it's the same with everybody here. The little things that you do make a difference. And we're about making a difference and not points. You will not find me standing on a street corner beating a drum about politics or, or abortion or, or homosexuality. I'm not about making points. I want to make a difference in the lives of people. You say, well, how do you do that if you're not beating your drum? By preaching Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And when He saves you, He will make a difference in your life. Not only is your job important, and each one of us need to realize that importance of our ministry, I... I miss folks when they pass away or when they're no longer here. Our church feels the repercussions of a verby brock moving on to heaven. Our church feels the repercussions of all who's shut in and unable to be here. We never had to worry about whether someone was going to be in the nursery. We just took it for granted. They're here and they'll take care of it. And one should not overrate themselves when it comes to our spiritual gifts, but one should not underrate themselves either. Both attitudes are wrong. Since our gifts are from God, we cannot take the credit. We shouldn't be belittling someone else's, nor should we be boasting about what God has talent or gifted us with. It should never enter into the possession of the gifts that God has given someone. There should just be this faithful cooperation. Each believer has a different gift and God has... Bes- Bestowed these gifts in such a way that the church can grow balanced. Balanced. It most assuredly hurts the local church when everyone is not involved. Some aspects we all have mercy we're all commanded to mercy and grace and giving. Certain things we're all told to do. Encouraging are acts of a balanced, loving Christian. And if you're not exercising the gifts of mercy, grace, giving, encouraging, then you're not balanced in your Christian walk. In your faith, everyone is not an apostle. Uh, Everyone is not a prophet nor a teacher. All are not miracle workers. And the answer to that, Paul says, is obviously no, we're not. But are we, (laughs) but we all are given a gift and should not minimize the gift that someone else has. I want you to notice what Paul said "They, they are given for. What? So that we all should profit. It's for the common good of everyone that gifts are given. And in this particular church, you will read they had gifts of the Spirit but were lacking the fruit of the Spirit, because there's a big difference. They didn't have love, joy, and peace, because why are the gifts given for unity of the body? And I think this is a potion for disaster in most churches today. You have people that are gifted, and yet they lack love. They lack peace. They lack joy. They're just going through the motions. Beating people over the head with their Bible without love. Love is the circulatory system of the spiritual body. Everything should flow through the gift of, or through the fruit of the Spirit of love, no matter what your gift is. There's a loving participation, and you want to know how spiritual you are? (laughs) What's your love barometer reading? What's your love barometer reading? The New Testament church, when operating full throttle, when running on all cylinders, when functioning healthy, it'll be a place of unity, harmonious, humble, faithful, attending, serving, giving preferring one another in love. We don't have a... That it, 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 it doesn't mean it's a perfect place. Life is the difficult. We, we all have hurts. I, I, I say that often. We all have hang-ups. We all have habits. That cause what? Grief and sorrow and pain and suffering. There's not a person in this room that is immune. No one. Don't think that you're the only one with a problem here. Everybody in this room could get up this morning and talk about their issues. But we should be a place of hope, of encouragement, patient, faithful in prayer, sharing in each other's burdens, not meddling. So we all grow together and glorify God in our church community. This is not a museum for perfect relics to set on shelves. This is a hospital for sinners to find Jesus. This is a place for those that are suffering through their bonds of sin, their alcoholism, their addiction, their loneliness, their lying, lying, cheating, stealing. No matter what the sin, this is a place of healing to find Jesus. This is also a place for six saints to be restored. An attitude of willingness to where that you can use your time, your talent, and your treasure are the marks of spiritual Christianity. (coughs) Unity, diversity, maturity... Makes clear the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit at work. Souls being saved and lives being changed are simply the spoils of our efforts. Spiritual manifestation, and I'll close, that draws attention to oneself. Always from the mission of winning the lost and discipling those that are won are not of God. Someone out of control is not filled with the fruit of the Spirit of God because the fruit of the Spirit is self control. If Christ truly is Lord of our lives, then love and unity in the church should be evident. With not us praising individuals, but praising the God of our salvation. Division, dissension, only weaken the testimony and gives Christianity a black eye. Philippians two thirteen through 15 says, For it is God who works in you both to will and do His good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God, without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. That's our spiritual gifts, shining as lights in the world. I ask you this morning, my heart yearns, are you in a good place? Are you saved at peace with God? Is your future destination settled? Do you know heaven is your home if you died today? I'm not talking about a hope-so salvation. I'm talking about a no so Christians, do you have peace of God? Are you loving? Are you serving? Are you giving? Do you have a joy? I'm not talking happiness. I'm talking about an inward joy. I know what it's like to have a gift and spend 20 years not using it. Convicted. Chastened. Pursued by God. How is everyone this morning? I posted something this week that I just can't walk away from. To love, to Preach is one thing. To love those to whom we preach is quite another. (laughs) Don't leave here feeling unloved this morning. Don't leave here this morning feeling that no one cares about you. I've said it before and I'll be saying it again. Every number... That's sitting here this morning. Every number has a name. Every name has a face. Every face tells a story. Your story matters to us. But more important. Your story matters to God. Matters to God. Is your life a mess? Is it all jacked up? That story matters to God. Is your marriage a mess? That matters to God. Is your job, your occupation a mess? It matters to God. Is your kids' lives a mess? It matters to God. Whatever your hurt, your hang-up or your habit, it all matters. It matters enough that He loves you enough that He sent His Son to die for you So that ultimately, your eternal home is in heaven. But here's the kicker. It matters enough that that's just the end result of you trusting Christ. It matters that He wants you not to just have peace of God, but He wants you to have peace with God here. (laughs) So that when... Your life's all jacked up, and the storms of life are blowing you. You look like C.J. Stroud's balls did yesterday. (laughs) Whoo, gone. When it's that jacked up, you're still standing there with the pants flapping, the passes sailing. (laughs) saying God I know you got this and I'm loved. I'm not where I ought to be but thank God I'm not where I should be either. And you still love me. Are you in a good place? If not it's as simple this morning As being a prayer away. For those that don't know Christ. That doesn't mean it's all going to change instantaneously. But it does in here. And it does up here.